The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at, at podbrosnetwork. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. episode 48 of the Blokebusters Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And today we will be talking about Age of Ultron, comma, the Avengers. I'm sorry, what? Or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've already screwed the pooch. Yeah. Uh, The Avengers. You know what one we're talking about? Yes. Yes, it's the one that most other people are talking about at this point. So, nitty gritty, out of the way quickly... Directed by Joss Whedon, who also wrote it. Budget of $279.9 million. Let's just round that up. (laughs) I'm not sure where they got that .9 from, but there we go. A box office as of eight days after release. Worldwide of $716,493,000. Is that it? Failure. (laughs) Absolute failure. That's it. Yeah, they couldn't even clear a billion in a week. (laughs) Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, and it is just under a hundred million dollars a day in the first week or so. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I could uh, have uh, ten lifetimes, and I would never see that. Yeah, <laughs> money. Yeah. All right, so cast list as well. We'll run through this quick, and first. what we're going to do is completely <laughs> not mention who the Avengers are because you know, you know who the Avengers are. And this is also not a complete list. This is just a list of most of the other people. And we should say the Avengers at the start of this film. Is yes. what we're saying. <laughs> yes, at the start. Because that list film. slightly changes. It does. Yes. So uh, Don Cheadle was James Rhodey Rhodes or War Machine. Terrence Howard, forever my War Machine. <laughs> but uh, I still love the Terrence Howard. I'd like to think that he would come back maybe later as a general or something and there's like a double take. so good in the first Iron Man. (laughs) It was good. It It was good. Alright, go Uh, ahead. (laughs) uh, Anne Taylor Johnson as Pietro Maximoff or Quicksilver along with Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff or Scarlet Witch. Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson or Falcon. James Spader was Ultron. Of course. And uh, we'll definitely get back to that a bit later. Uh, Hayley Atwell was Peggy Carter. And speaking as someone that was watching the Agent Carter TV show, which has now been renewed for a second season, I really hope they keep running with this character because it's a really solid character and you get to see a lot of the backstory in the other show. And it's fun to see it pop up now and then. Yeah, as you should. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh Andy Serkis, his last name I've written down as Ulysses Clau. It's K L A U E. And he is also known as Claw in the comics, and the reason being that he is actually a villain in the Black Panther comics, and will be showing up in at least one other film before the Black Panther film that comes out. So 
I think it was a nice introduction, and they've also slightly retcon how he ended up losing his arm <laughs> with this film. But I'm perfectly fine with that myself. I I enjoy that these yeah. are their own okay. thing at this point. Yeah. Um, just couple, real quick, couple oh, yeah, ones yeah. that uh, I want to mention: Kobe Smolders, Maria Hill. Yeah, um, I, I didn't write that down for some reason. Paul Bettany, of course, as Jarvis, and spoiler Vision. <laughs> uh, okay, yes, Lin- let's get this out of the way right now. Yes, of course. Spoilers, as always. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite uh, favorite ladies of all time, Linda Cardellini. As Mrs. Barton. Yes. Again, um, big spoiler. So. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, Don Skarsgård in there again from the Thor movies. Yep. Yeah, that's about all I had. And, of course, wouldn't you know it, Stan Lee makes an appearance. <laughs> no! <laughs> Quite early on. I'm happy when they get it over with uh, early on. Yeah. Like in Guardians of the Galaxy. Out of the way. And I, I saw something as well where someone was saying that I saw two things number one if he's in the Deadpool film Deadpool is going to have to recognize him and actually call him out as Stanley and number two I put this out on our Twitter as well someone put up a thing where there needs to be a scene at some point where Stanley is a janitor and he's coming along and cleaning up after the Avengers and he just picks up Thor's hammer gives it a wipe and puts mm. it back down and then carries on with no one around to see him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be this little vignette somewhere. And uh... mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd go back to the janitor thing again. Uh, or the museum. Well, it wasn't really janitor, but it was what, no, museum, yeah. security guard, whatever. Yeah, and that, although I do like the idea that he is actually the same person in every single one. Oh, like, yeah. He, he just can't get a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, he's, he's a just war an old man. So, yeah. yeah he's just, you know. Doing this, that, and the other. Uh just to you know fill the day yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so do we even need to say what this movie's about or this is about the avengers so we and go. they're avenging <laughs> the avengers meet a villain and overcome i believe yes, that avengers is... good guys ultron bad <laughs> fight i when it comes to the idea of him being a bad guy I, it's, 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 I guess the waters are a little muddied, but... Yeah, very, uh, very ambiguous. He, he is the bad guy in respect of he's seen as a threat to humans. Well, yes, he's so. a bad guy because, yeah, he wants to eradicate humanity. Yeah. However, if you're following the logic of why he exists, then mm-hmm. technically he's not doing anything wrong from his he's point still of going view. about it a pretty dickish way yes. <laughs> can yeah. we agree on that yes we can right. um, okay. yeah for, for those that are unfamiliar with the full backstory in the comics he is originally created by hank pym who is the original ant-man for the same reason as in this it's an idea of wanting to save the earth because there's all of these things out there that are trying to either kill humans or destroy the earth or both and what happens is upon becoming sentient and actually thinking about it he decides that the biggest threat to earth is humans and then that leads into the whole well now we have to stop Ultron so given that they've changed that Mm -hmm. do you feel as someone that probably didn't know that. Yeah, often didn't. There's <laughs> no bearing on the, yeah. yeah. Do uh-huh. you feel that the backstory they give Ultron in this film makes sense and works? 
Yeah, it's an Avengers movie. It doesn't need to be <laughs> intricately <laughs> thought out. I'm there to see funny shit and explosions. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, yeah it's fine. That was fine. Absolutely fine. All right. Because <laughs> I know that there will be a lot of people who are like, no, that's not where Ultron comes from. They who cares? I and that, as I said earlier, I do really enjoy the fact that these things are their own universe. I, there is something called the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially since they had to totally ignore the mutants just because another company happens to own said mutants. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's a little mutant issue with yeah, well, the character. Yeah. I mean, but... especially given that, and I'm sure I've said this before on other podcasts where we've mentioned mm-hmm. the Avengers, that... <laughs> Quicksilver yes, and Scarlet Witch are supposed to be <laughs> the twin offsprings of Magneto. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was not the case in this. And even in the comics now, they have retconned it. Where, oh, really? where another character, I don't know the character off the top of my head, I apologize. Another character no. comes to them and explains to them that they took them away from their actual parents. And then did stuff to them felt that he had failed and gave them back. And then they're living on Earth as in, I guess, in inverted commas, mutants. But turns out they're not mutants. They are, I guess, closer to inhumans, if you're following any of the extra no. Marvel universe. <laughs> so, yes, which yes. Brian is Let's do okay, it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Keep the film here. Yeah. All right, then. So, where do you want to start with this? <laughs> Good. How, good, about... Good for us, <laughs> How about I don't know. Okay, um, I'll, I'll let I'll let you figure out where to start. All right then. Well, how about we address what could be the elephant in the room? In that there was no Loki whatsoever in this film, even though uh, they announced he was going to be in the film. He filmed some scene mm-hmm. for it, and they just cut him completely. I was always waiting for Loki, to, even though like I kind of heard that. I'm like, well, yeah, he'll pop up somewhere. But yeah, no Loki. I uh, think I know exactly where he was supposed to be. Because, uh, and getting slightly into a thing that might not have worked perfectly for me in terms of wait, story. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, okay, I'm going to... All right. I got my guess. Okay. Right, go ahead. Thor, upon mm-hmm. receiving the vision, goes off somewhere. And the next time you see him, he's in England. I believe it's England, talking to the professor, Skarsgård. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what was supposed to happen is he goes back to Asgard to talk with Odin, who, as we know, as of Thor 2, is actually Loki posing as Odin. So now Loki is in charge, and I think that's where he was supposed to be. And then he would come back and follow on, especially since (laughs) what happens when he talks to this guy is, hang on, I know this deus ex machina pool that I can get into and have these visions. And then it's never explained, and they never refer to it again. I do know that it's supposed to be explained further on down the line. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. But at some other film, they're actually going to say what this pool thing is that they just randomly seem to throw in because they needed something. I guess they needed the vision quest mm-hmm. for him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think that that's exactly where it's supposed to be, and it does kind of show that there's just something missing. 
this there yeah. needed to be something else in there because he just goes I'm going to go find this out and then he just goes to talk to the professor and he seems to have already had something happen but we we don't know what so I don't know I mean <laughs> with these movies you're always concerned with running time so that's no yeah I uh, I know, fully understand can't stop too much to have long dialogue scenes but no, yeah I, yeah I thought he could have easily popped up in just the vision not even in yeah. reality just somewhere in Thor's vision yeah I mean the, obviously the vision is actually supposed to set up uh, Thor Ragnarok as well because there's a line in it where the guy says like you've sent us all to hell or something a line kind of like that hell in the Marvel universe is actually H-E-L which is a place that Thor Ragnarok within that storyline is set so mm-hmm. uh, that's actually where it's gonna go and yeah maybe there could have been a thing with loki smiling or something mm-hmm. just in the background they other uh, other characters missing some i was one i was happy about no pepper thank god uh, <laughs> pepper annoys me Aww. more more the well more the woman that plays her but pepper also annoys me okay uh, and <laughs> mordecai was the final death knell in that <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then another one sad of course no natalie portman um but you know but a fantastic little like, oh she's argument. awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah i hate when they did that just just say you broke up i don't know <laughs> don't say oh she's Studying somewhere, yeah. Pepper's oh. really busy with board meetings. Oh yeah, well, that, that that was a nice little a thing. And uh, I was actually going to say it as well. I can't remember where the the oh, yes. like Thor. I think is becoming more, I guess in quote, human through his interaction with the other because he is much less the guy that we saw in the first film now. Like with the interactions he has with the other Avengers, like that, uh, the the playful, well, I guess playful competitiveness that him and Tony have over who has the best girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then when, uh, Mark Ruffalo is talking to him and saying like, you know, I I'm worried that the Hulk has killed people and like the ramifications of that, mm-hmm. and so I believe Black Widow turns to Thor and says like, you know. What like Thor? What do you think about Hulk having beaten up these people? And he just says like, you know, "The gates of hell will be screaming with the voices of your victims." And then he takes a second, and goes, "Well, no, actually, more sort of the lying in pain and writhing." <laughs> but you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, like, he he's definitely more humble and jokey than he used to be and I, I think yeah, that, not as a uh, literal in the uh, like old language. Uh, yeah, like. <laughs> Asgard, yeah, yeah. Which, which I think is excellent writing, especially on Joss Whedon's part, that he's allowing these characters to grow that way. And I do wonder if maybe that'll be a sticking point in the next Thor film of him not being able to relate as much to the people back in Asgard because of everything he's gone through now and he's sort of part of two worlds. I mean, it, that's a uh, random idea I'm just throwing out. Okay, there we go. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, well, let's let's see here. Go, going into Hulk, then yes. I've mentioned Mark Ruffalo. How do you? What do you think of the use of the Hulk in this film? Because I think that 
they don't necessarily need to do any Hulk films because they're getting all these really good just Hulk uses in these films. Yeah, I don't think they... And uh, the, the track record for Hulk films isn't good <laughs> for standalone, I don't think. True, but that, I would say that was kind of before they really got a handle on everything. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I, I just don't know. Yeah, like you said, I just don't know if you need a standalone Hulk film. Um, I mean, yeah. He, he's an excellent supporting character. <laughs> he is, he, but I don't think you need a Hulk or a Black Widow or a Hawkeye film. Um at least well, not on their own. Not without I, other characters commingling. I don't think they're strong enough. I would argue that <laughs> the whole thing of like, we really want to see what happened in Budapest between mm. Black Widow and Hawkeye. Well, I, I it, think that could It would fly. have to be done in the vein of uh, Captain America 2, where it's more of a spy film than yeah. a superhero film. Oh, yeah. yeah if they do it that way, it, it can't be straight up superhero movie, because it's not going to keep up with the beats you need in that that movie all the action that you need because it's going to be more story yeah than action definitely but uh i that would work for me if it was done that way as a dramatic kind of spy thriller right yeah now the and obviously we're jumping around in uh plot time here but the ending of hulk like where he just kind of turns off the radio and that's Mm -hmm. it I think that was a really great way of dealing with the Hulk. Like the Hulk is clearly coming to terms. I think he's coming to terms with himself and Bruce Banner, and like growing his own personality, as it, mm-hmm. as it were. And I think that it's showing like he knows what will happen if he stays around. Uh, he's kind of going off on his own to. I guess either try not to be a threat, which he was earlier in the film, and we'll get to that. Um, mm. But also, I know a lot of people have been saying, well, maybe what will happen is he'll actually go into space somehow and join the Guardians of the Galaxy, because that does happen in the comics. So maybe they'll work that in. I don't know how. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> I, that's a bit of a stretch for me. Yeah, but, that... yeah I was uh, a little sad he didn't hear the... Uh... The sad walking away music from the TV show when they turned off the screen. <laughs> it would have been great. That, but, uh, it would have been great. <laughs> it, it might have taken you out just a little. Ah, I don't care. It'd be worth it. <laughs> Come on. Screw those people that don't get it. Um, but yeah, what do you think of the whole um, Black Widow, Bruce Banner thing? Or Nat Bruce Banner, I guess we're using the I names. I was fine with it. Okay. I I heard that that was going to be a thing before uh-huh. I saw the film, and I was like, oh, I I'm willing to go along with it and see mm-hmm. what they do with it. Do you think it helped the story, or it was neutral, or hurt the story? I don't think it hurt the story, and it did give you a chance to kind of see. Well, it gave you a chance mm-hmm. for the first time to see Hulk turning back into Bruce. But Banner. see, this is. Where my issue is, and you could educate me because you know the comics and I don't, but... Well, some of is the, Well, okay, <laughs> but is there precedent for the Hulk, when he's all hulked out, being approachable or understanding language or, yeah. or like, 
having emotion other than rage? There is, yeah. Okay, because Especially... I mean that seems like okay, like well, that's the other part of him. That's yeah. Bruce Banner, not the Hulk. Yeah. Well, it, it's especially this thing. I don't know all the precedents and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but I do know that typically what happens is if Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk on purpose, mm-hmm. then the Hulk is much more, shall we say, agreeable, mm-hmm. and it you know, follows instructions, goes with the group. But if something makes him change into the Hulk, that's when it's he's more off the rails and unpredictable. Mm-hmm. As we saw in the first film, actually, where he is forced to change into the Hulk on the helicarrier, and then he's mm-hmm. going off the rails. But then when he changes into the Hulk at the end, he's working with them and doing all this. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so that that's and definitely in the film that seems to be what they're going for. Mm-hmm. In that, but I mean, he had yeah. There there was a motion like where he's actually carrying Black Widow gingerly, you know, yeah. and stuff, not just like throwing shit around everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that yeah. I think we should just take it that at any point if he agrees to turn into the Hulk, he will be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we may as well talk about it right now. Then uh, the one time in the film where he doesn't agree to turn into the Hulk, when she and, pushes him, uh, right? well, I need the other guy. That well, that, um, I mean, that was actually. Oh, I, I didn't even think about that, but I was yeah, thinking about... Yeah, he didn't agree to that. She shoved him over a ledge. <laughs> he didn't, but he seemed fine with it. So, yeah, exactly, because after, yeah, this, I've, I've thrown yeah. a... Uh, yeah. a I, mean, I, yeah, I do yeah. think they have this thing of Hulk is always kind of there, mm-hmm. and he does want to come out, and sometimes Bruce is mm-hmm. holding him back, so maybe he was fine with that because he wanted to come out. But when Scarlet Witch makes him go on that rampage, mm-hmm. and like... That is the one time he is out of control in this film. Yeah. And what was your feelings on the whole Hulkbuster versus Hulk fight? Oh, I thought it was awesome. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) In one word, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was one of the things from the trailer uh, early on, like the I think it was even in the initial teaser or something. It was. I I was looking forward to that. Um, Now, I will... I will give them credit. I saw that there was going to be the Hulkbuster armor versus Hulk fight, mm-hmm. but I didn't know whether or not it was going to be Tony in the suit or if it was going mm-hmm. to be, let's say, Ultron taking over yeah. the suit. Mm-hmm. So, and I also didn't know what the tone of the fight would be if it was yep, right. actual animosity or just a protective measure like it is yeah. in the film. Or, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. They did really well in saying, well, there is going to be this big mm-hmm. fight, but they didn't give you any details for it. Yeah, I uh, I loved every second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that fight... I is... mean, I knew the second they... Uh, was, is the Hulkbuster the name of the... Is that the suit? That, that I mean, obviously the suit has a name. But okay. When, but, when you but say the a structure, Hulkbuster, the, the suit itself is... Okay, the but the structure that encapsulates the Hulk. Like, I knew that wasn't going to no, work no, immediately. No, yeah, yeah, like the walls are like, well, I, he has to just dig under the damn screen. I, 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 I believe the idea of that is to slow him down enough to get ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the Hulkbuster is the, the suit. Mm-hmm. Yes, the... Uh, the mark, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, giant yeah, Iron Man. And yes. yeah. yeah, the I mean, obviously the whole go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> no, yeah, that was that was the uh, their Loki moment from the first one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, anytime Tony Stark is 
on screen, like doing stuff mm. like that. Like that, that is what his character is mm. in his universe. So it's always fun. However, I want to ask something. At the okay. end of Iron Man three, mm. he destroys all of his suits. Yeah, and says that he's not going to make any more. Mm-hmm. Where to get the suits <laughs> uh, <laughs> that he made? Clearly. <laughs> Contracted out through another weapons <laughs> manufacturer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it was this thing. There's no point in any of the other films or any of the other outside TV shows and things mm-hmm. like that where it is stated that Tony Stark is Iron Man again or he mm-hmm. is making these suits and all that. And then he is just Iron Man at the beginning of the film. I think that's one of those things you just have to accept. Yeah, I mean, obviously Tony Stark is Iron Man until Tony Stark dies. Mm-hmm. But that is one thing that I do wish they'd given even a line mm-hmm. of like, you know, him saying that he realized that the world needed Iron Man. And that's it. Like, just have that somewhere in there. Maybe when they're talking about Ultron mm-hmm. and be like, the reason I'm creating this is because the world needs to be saved and that's why I'm Iron Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a writer. I'm not very good at this stuff. Well, I think even his ego wouldn't let him destroy all of the suits. So he would at least have, you know, one. (laughs) And and clearly, even if he destroyed all the suits, he knows how to make them. Well, yeah, he has all the manufacturing set up to make those suits. Yeah. yeah. So, Uh, yeah, I... that didn't I, uh, that occurred to me, but it didn't really bother. Yeah, me. I mean, I, I'm I'm fully behind the fact that he is Iron Man again. I just mm-hmm. I would yeah, just, just have can't liked have him something. driving around in a fast car the whole movie <laughs> as Tony Stark. Yeah. Now, the very beginning of this film, obviously, it gave you the the shot that was in almost all the trailers of all of them like coming towards mm-hmm. that. Did you feel? Like I did, that the CG in that shot was some of the worst CG in the Marvel universe so far. Because uh, wor- in mean, the rest of the film, not up to snuff. Like really good, but at the very beginning, it was almost as if like that was the last thing that they had to finish. And they were like, "We need to get this out." <laughs> Here we go. Good enough. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say it was bad, but definitely not up to par with the rest no, of the uh, film. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't fully get that because you know. I mean, maybe it's just because there was so much and so much on screen that they didn't fully polish it. I, I don't know. Like, it, it just didn't seem mm-hmm. as good as any of the other Marvel films that we have seen so far. Mm-hmm. That being said, still a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Hulk, I thought, looked a little off in that too. And yeah, I, I don't know. I I think the worst though was Thor. Thor, really? Yeah, when Thor came in and he was oh, like yeah. flying towards the garden, and oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh well, that's clearly a CG <laughs> Thor," and now he's not. Yeah, that, CG. which is absolutely what you don't want to hear if you're doing effects. Is that you can tell when the early effects are? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially now with this amount of money behind it, mm-hmm. right? yeah, oh, yeah. Ten years ago, fair enough. Nothing was necessarily perfect in that respect. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I do think that. Maybe they were a little rushed at that point. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's just me. I and I do get that you're not supposed to be necessarily paying too much attention to CG. More like the Avengers are back, yay! Yeah, that's all you're supposed to be care- caring about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I do appreciate that it started in the middle of the action. Like there was no need 
for any build-up because we had that in the first film and the others. Like this mm-hmm. was just from the start the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, that's that was the uh, definite appeal, I guess, or uh, improvement. I think from that initial. I mean, yeah, just seeing them go right into their battle. Yeah, yeah it was it's... awesome. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it was great. And to be fair. It's what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that was my... I know I know it was necessary in that first film, but that was my major criticism, was it took way too long to get them together. Uh, I still feel that way. <laughs> I still feel that could have been shortened by another 10 or 15 minutes, probably. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, now that they're all together and they're all working working together, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, I, in that initial scene, it did bother me. Like, I know what they're going for, and it worked really well in the first film. Like, the... Quick, witty one-liners just didn't hit completely with me. I don't know how you felt about that. It just seemed really forced as far as the writing went. What did you think then of the the one running joke in this film then? Since you didn't like the (laughs) one-liners, there was the running joke of Cap having said language at the beginning. And then that coming up. It was up. all right. I mean, uh, it was funny. I mean, <laughs> like I said, it, it didn't hit completely with me the first time. Right. But a few other times. I, I, let me put it this way. It, it's no, you've got red on you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that level. Yeah. But it's 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 the level beneath that. And, and it played all right. It played well yeah, for yeah. me. It didn't play. I mean, it, it played really well with everyone else in the theater. I, I thought it was... <laughs> marginally humorous oh yeah and it, I think what worked was that it was spaced out throughout yeah, the yeah, film yeah. it wasn't uh-huh. every 10 minutes it was mm-hmm. every 25 yeah. or something I mean it was well used to lighten the mood at certain times yeah, yeah when things were getting pretty heavy but <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I I kind of get what you're saying with the one liners the probably it, it was you, such a superhero forced thing well, yeah. I I will mm-hmm. say that probably one you're gonna keep seeing that just because in the comics a lot of these characters mm. are like that. Yeah, but there are. I mean, the Deadpool film is gonna have a lot of that in it, yeah. but that's just because yeah. like Deadpool. Uh, but yeah, Tony Stark is always just like quick witted. A, a lot of the other characters mm. are, so it didn't surprise me they were mm. in there, and I was okay with them. Mm-hmm. But. I guess I can understand. But people don't talk like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, people never talk like that when they mm-hmm. get in their suits and fly around. I mean, that's just, that's not done. It's, it's not reality, Paul, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of like arguing that the clothes are a slightly different period when you're talking about a film where aliens came down in the Victorian era. Mm. Well, hey, I can accept a premise, but within that premise, like, I can accept Superman flies around, you know, but yeah. I still want him to have not realistic fl- conversational yeah. skills. He's not going to fly around dropping mics everywhere. No, 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 he's not. Yeah. Yes, not everyone is a short-form improv yeah. professional. They're an adventure. They don't, you know... They're not yes-anding each other all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you heard about this at all before you saw it. Did you hear about the fact that an Avenger would die in the film? I did not hear about it. You did not hear that. Okay. Uh, Because that was something that... I don't know if the idea is it was leaked and then they officially commented on it. Or if they did say something because enough people were asking. But there was a thing of... They said like two, three weeks before the film came out that yes, an Avenger would die in the film. 
And then, of course, everyone was saying, well, it's clearly going to be Hawkeye because no one wants Hawkeye. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you, because um, uh, this led perfectly into what I was wanting to talk about. Um, yes. Because immediately from when my spider sense was enough that, like, when Hawkeye's like, okay, we have a safe house, and it's revealed it's his house, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Because <laughs> yeah. once you start to try to flesh out a character that much... And yeah. try to humanize him and ground him with his family. Yeah. But then you have to take that away. Especially, and I really think that this was Joss Whedon wanting to pull the rug from from under you. Because everyone knows how these films get. Like, it's the idea of you're in the middle of a war and someone's saying, like, yeah, when this war's over, I'm going to settle down with my little girl Maisie and a country pup. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're going to die in the next scene. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. all of this setup of, and oh, yeah, we got oh, one on my way. number one gripe <laughs> with this movie is that it's, I know kids are seeing this, whatever, <laughs> what, what, is it PG-13, I guess? I believe so. Yeah. Which is the Elite, worst in America, rating yes. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. In America, um, <laughs> stupid American rating system. Uh, <laughs> I think we can both be on board for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, in, in England, they were now twelve A. But it's so, yeah. yeah. Uh, PG thirteen is horrible, but that's it's, it's something. <laughs> um, but I, I want to see them make those bold choices and mm-hmm. not just cowardly pull out every every time and make it ha- like. I know it would have been a huge loss. Like, you can't do this. Like, But if it was another character, Iron Man in the first Avengers, yeah, for him to sacrifice him, that was his intent, to sacrifice himself. Yeah. For him to see that through would have been huge. Well, like, to lose our... Yeah. I knew you can't do that. Well, well no. Another. Technically, <laughs> technically you could, because what happens a lot of these things... Let's say he was stuck out there. Mm-hmm. What can happen at the end... Let's say if that had happened, and then at the end of either one of the other films or at the end of this film they could have had him come back somehow by revealing that either maybe Thanos had picked him up and was holding him captive or like he'd managed to get to a different world in that mm-hmm. side and was making his way back like yeah. there, there are plenty of comic mm-hmm. book ways that he could have come back from that so it would have been a good way of taking that character out completely now I do believe that... We could have suffered the loss of Hawkeye, right? Yes. Um, Yes. I mean, not that he's not my favorite Avenger, because of course he is. I I mean, who doesn't love Robin Hood in the Avengers, but... Now, I will say that they did really well in actually fleshing him out and giving him a character arc and actually making him somebody in this film. Yes. And then that needs to be paid off with his life. (laughs) Sacrifice his life. Yes, yeah, because it's totally pull. It pulls the rug out from under you. You, you I mean, for the Quicksilver spoiler, mm-hmm. of course, to yeah. take that blow instead of him, essentially. Now, I, I don't know. I, I personally would rather would have seen Quicksilver survive. <laughs> now, two two things to add to say about this is number one, I refuse to believe that Quicksilver couldn't have moved out of the way of the bullet, like. Even given how far there they're is coming. a probability of that happening, but that is so slim, you yeah. would think. Well, I, I mean, he would, obviously he was like, "Oh no, I've got to move this quickly." Mm-hmm. But, but he, he could have move. got on the other side of the car and pulled it, like, and then got behind the car, and then 
Well, I mean, it <laughs> depends what parameters of speed we're using because the Quicksilver and X Men could essentially stop time. Yes, and like he, he's moving well, everything I, around. It, it's freeze framed essentially. Well, I mean know? that that is the thing because it's clear in this film that they are the result of experimentation mm-hmm. and their powers aren't quite the same as the mutant powers because. Like, it's clearly wearing them down when they mm-hmm. use them, well, with the possible exception of Scarlet Witch later yeah. in the film. But yeah, so obviously, there's the idea of he's been pushing himself, so maybe he wasn't going as fast as he could have been. But I still think that, given the character of Quicksilver, mm-hmm. he should have been able to work around that. I mean, granted, <laughs> they then wouldn't have had a death. And I, as I was trying to allude to before, it was like. The, it was possibly a leak or mm-hmm. they were doing it on purpose. I think that they wanted the information out there that an Avenger would die. And then in the film, when Hawkeye is talking to Scarlet Witch and saying that if you step out that door, mm-hmm. you are an Avenger. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, it's like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. that doesn't mean he's going to die. It could be one of these two. See, but that was the perfect time for him to die, is when he steps right back out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then she, then that gives her motivation, yeah. his death, you know, to fight. And yeah. I, I do find it a little... I, I fully understand why they did it, because in the comics, Scarlet Witch is possibly the most powerful, no longer mutant, but mm-hmm. you know, powered person, let's say, out of all of them because she has reality altering powers when she's at her strongest so she can change the past as it were she can if someone had died she could bring them back to life I mean maybe she'll end up doing that with Quicksilver for later down the line maybe they'll have it be that her powers are evolving or something mm-hmm. um, but obviously in this she for the most part just had psychic Abilities and then telekinetic, uh, and, slight telekinesis, yeah. and then the the mind warping powers. I yeah. guess I would mm. say, which led to possibly the biggest tease in the trailer that turned out to be a hallucination, as in the broken oh. cap yeah, shield. The shield, yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I was kind of pleased in that I saw it in the trailer. It's like. There is nothing that can break vibranium yeah. short of Wolverine turning up with, I guess, heated metal claws, which he no longer has, uh, in he just has and going yes. straight through. Uh, so I had no idea what was going on. And then, obviously, when it turns out to be a hallucination, like, ah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Should have seen that coming. But, yeah. yeah. Which I think, like, it makes it a little difficult to be impartial, mm-hmm. but kind of shows just how into these films I seem to be and I guess you seem to be is that we're not we're genuinely not going that far with these because we're just excited to see the film like Mar- I know, yeah it, it's yeah they're they're the way Michael Bay should be making films yeah, right? <laughs> and you know I have to force Michael Bay yeah. into the podcast at some point but I mean that's you know everyone I can see the criticism saying well that's just what Michael Bay does just delivers a good time <laughs> yeah not quite this is Josh Whedon delivers a good time <laughs> this is yeah, how you do it there's good and that's time, all I'm looking for uh, yeah there's good times in going down to your 
local pizza place and having a meal with someone. And then there's a good time as in going to Italy, sitting down in a nice Italian restaurant mm-hmm. in Italy and having the best pizza you've ever had. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Bay is just like, hey, let's just go with spectacle. Whereas this is not only spectacle, but well-written spectacle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even, you understand this is, you know, my criticisms are very minor. That's, yeah. uh, you know, because it, it's boring to say, yeah, I love this movie and then end a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, you know, yeah, the things where I'm saying about the one-liners and stuff, of course it's going to be anything better than Transformers 7. <laughs> <laughs> are we there yet? Oh, prob- we're probably uh, past there. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I don't know. Um, what did you think of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Cracked website or... They're a BuzzFeed-esque Not type thing. Not very, but, but I you know, they, know. The, the yeah. list things. Clickbait. You know, there are lots of clickbait. Yeah. Um, but they uh, had a, a, a video or an article, I think maybe both, of why the Avengers is secretly horrible for the the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Okay. And to my point is the amount of collateral damage they cause. <laughs> um, they are ruining people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, the, and the innocent people had to have died in that opening. Oh, yeah. They had to have died. Like, they were flying through buildings, and mm. those are not all empty yeah. <laughs> skyscrapers. And... You're actually getting into a Civil War right now, because... Uh, at least in the comic obviously mm-hmm. we don't know the plot of the film yet mm-hmm. but what happens is that the governments come together and point out that the amount of damage and responsibility that the avengers cause and need to take means that there needs to be some sort of regulation on exactly when the avengers would come in mm-hmm. and so but you then... can't have two of them fighting in the street no, yeah. <laughs> Two Avengers fighting in the street, causing billions of dollars worth of damage yeah. that will take years to recover from. It, well, it, <laughs> that it, street it, is fucked. <laughs> exactly. And so what, so what happens is the government then starts saying, okay, this needs to happen. And then Captain America is on board and they say, okay, yeah, we'll have this body over there. But oh, Tony Stark is not and is mm. pointing out, you know, kind of like he does in this film, it's like, we need to come in as early as possible to prevent later casualties rather down. Mm-hmm. And like, that whole infighting is what causes civil war, which is going to be the next Captain America slash Iron Man film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, I think that article is bringing up something that they were planning on bringing mm-hmm. up and are yeah. going to do. Mm-hmm. They're just bringing it up now rather than waiting for the film to come out which is fair enough because yeah there's been a lot of collateral damage in both Avengers films as well as Mm. the individual films so yeah it's something that yeah I guess some people could argue well they could have done Civil War earlier yeah (laughs) but then you would have had to have rushed the other films and I'm I'm okay with them not doing that (laughs) yeah I'm just saying a lot of people are dying (laughs) and it's not being you know just like in this that uh, we won't talk about that Superman movie but a lot of innocent people died in that thing too yeah yeah (laughs) Um, now now the last thing I have here is what are your thoughts on the fact that the Avengers are now the lineup that you saw at the end don't like it you don't like the new lineup (laughs) nope alright okay (laughs) I don't Falcon's not a strong enough character for me um Maybe war machine? he will become. Right. If we Terrence Howard is my war machine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the vision. 
Vision, I'm okay. Yeah, I like Vision. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, we, we haven't talked about <laughs> Vision really on here. So, what we, what do you think of the Vision that you saw in this then? Like what? I didn't know quite what to make. Uh, I mean, okay. my opinion's not completely formed on him. Okay, so not really been on screen long enough. Yeah, really. I, I mean, didn't like I said, don't don't know quite what to make of him. Okay, now I had to seriously think about this as I was coming back on it. Like, the creation of the vision seemed. Yeah. I, I didn't quite follow it because obviously they're working really hard on making sure that. The Jarvis personality is taking over rather than the Ultron personality, and then Thor just turns up and lightning, mm-hmm. and then that's it. And I do kind of like the idea that Thor knew it would work, but no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't either. So well, he watched his '80s movies. He knows that lightning <laughs> fixes everything yeah. or causes everything to happen supernatural. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, a bit of a Johnny Five. So now, and, yeah, yeah. and weird science and back yeah. to the future <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah so lightning is magical we all know it okay <laughs> yes we don't fully understand it therefore it no. solves everything um, it, it'll work so yeah it, it was something that I was like, when I was actually watching it and then the vision came out I was like okay I know this guy will be a good guy but they've not said that they've worked it out or that this is definitely going to work so I was kind of uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know about it. and then it it came out that obviously the Jarvis and Ultron are kind of merged into this Vision character which I'm fine with especially since Paul Bettany is still that character and now you get to see Paul Bettany yes, yes you do. <laughs> and my wife is kind of arguing with this about me because I'm sure that for the most part he was motion captured and then they CG'd his face but she is absolutely adamant that he is wearing contacts quite clearly in the film. And I couldn't... Every single time I saw him on screen, I was like, no, that motion capture and they'd see Jesus' face. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think there'd be a need for contacts. I don't yeah, well, that, that's the thing. I, I, and that could also then lead into, well, maybe there was a point on screen where he actually was there in makeup. Mm-hmm. And I missed it. Because they they've done it so uh, well. I, mean, I don't know. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, some someone that is involved in the production of Avengers Two, please reach out to us and let us know which one <laughs> which one is right and which one. Is yeah, right. um, I had a, one more thing. Um, well, at least, um, <laughs> what did you think of the replacement AI for Friday? T- f- for uh, Tony's for uh, Iron Man? Tim. Friday. Okay, the, yeah. yes. Well, I... I didn't know the name, yeah. Yeah, well, um, that one is Friday. There was also, um, and thanks to another article that I read at some point, there's another named one that you saw, which is another one in the comics that actually ended up turning into this other character and stuff. So they, they are throwing bits and pieces in here. And Friday, I was fine with him getting another AI the only thing I don't fully understand is why he couldn't just have made Jarvis again <laughs> he or must have had a why backup. have one of the most difficult to interpret dialects <laughs> <laughs> Scottish isn't that what she well, is yes but I was fine like, I, I mean does I, it always have to be a u- unique accent it has to be English or <laughs> Scottish it can't, yeah well I, I mean that 
there's a chance that the Friday AI in the comics was Scottish as well. Maybe they were just it, it annoyed me. I don't know. Just, <laughs> like you heard it here first, folks. Brian hates Scottish people. Well, I think that's been well documented. <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> Yeah, he hates James McAvoy in the X-Men films. Hate them all. Hate kilts. Hate haggis. <laughs> oh, now what's wrong with haggis? No, let's not go into that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I was fine with it myself. The only thing I think I was thinking was he he would have had a backup for Jarvis. So I don't know why he wouldn't have gone. Yeah, with that. that was the thing. The whole uh, I'm getting a little tired of uh, hologram, 3D holograms in films. Because they're not very mm. useful. <laughs> Just more, you know, they don't really seem to help the visual presentation more than a map would or blueprints yeah. or anything of that sort. It looks neat. I know. Uh, but, I s- but two holograms fighting each other, it was where it kind of lost me in that. Yeah, uh, do I'm, we need to see a physical representation of how that happens? I would argue that... The Voltron taking over Jarvis, you know. I would argue that, given that it's a visual medium... They needed to show something. Mm-hmm. However, given that we did see this inside thing of him, like looking on the internet and mm-hmm. doing all this stuff, like yeah. it could have been done that way in that thing, and having you know maybe the blue area or whatever. No, I guess it would yeah, be the yellow little, area. Getting a little tranny for <laughs> was yeah. Jarvis, and then you see the blocks changing colors, to, mm-hmm. and so it's. Or some of the block falling away, yeah. you know, whatever, and and that would be it, rather than cutting then back to, I guess, hologrammatic lightning, pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Not totally sure what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were just holograms. I didn't know they were actually alive holograms. Yeah. I mean, yes. obviously that was a visual representation of what was happening mm-hmm. in the data. Yeah, it was odd that that was programmed into the hologram to be able to show that. To be able to, yeah, that <laughs> contingency, yeah, it was like, mm, I'm, will, yeah. right. I'm willing to believe in a giant green monster, <laughs> but this is where you lose me. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess Tony would think of everything, and that, yeah. Hey, well, they say I may, may need to fight, I better just have a program for that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ultron? Should we... Or, okay. Or are you talked out? Well, no. No, I, I'm fine. James Spader as yeah. Ultron. I thought perfectly cast. Yeah. I mean, and it, it was something I didn't realize until about that halfway voice through. voice is iconic now. Yeah, that, I mean, no, yeah, that guy is Ultron, even though he now won't be in anything else. Um, hmm. But, like, I didn't realize until halfway through that he is the anti-Tony. Like, and obviously he gets re- pissed if anyone says mm. that he's like Tony Stark but like, he is like, mm-hmm. there's no getting away from that and you know, it's quite clear from bits where you know, he beats Tony Stark to the punch with the one liners and the the bit when you're talking about um, was it Ulysses Clown Clock Claw whatever which as I said he'll come back later and I did like that this was just his introduction and just showing him losing his arm. Mm-hmm. I think if it was any other franchise where they're planning on bringing him back, they would have given him more screen time just because it's like, well, this guy's going to be a main character later down the line. We need to give him more stuff. But it, mm-hmm. he was on screen for two minutes, I think. And 
Yeah, it might be yeah. something that later down the line, some people aren't going to think much of it, and then they're going to come back and be like, "Oh, that's that guy from before." Yeah, it's definitely uh, planting the seed. I think. Yeah, and I, I, you know, hats off to Joss Whedon again. Like, you're not overusing a character just because he will be important later in this film. He was not that important outside of he's the one that had the vibranium, and then that was mm, it. Yeah. So. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> but yeah, Ultron, I really did enjoy. And you could follow his logic all the way through. Like, he is saving the planet from its biggest threat. Yeah. The problem being that <laughs> it's us and we don't want to be destroyed. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I fully understood why his character was doing what he was doing. I, I also just enjoyed seeing him on screen and... Despite the fact that it was in, you know, most of the trailers before it came out, it's still that Pinocchio, I have no strings line, oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastically done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he he's definitely one of my favorite villains now. <laughs> and like I said, quite is that even a little sympathetic villain, yeah. or even you know, with a, a cause that isn't entirely insane or, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> well, it, it's one of those I think the best villains you can find are people that fully believe they are totally justified in their well, actions well no one sees themselves as the villain yeah they, they <laughs> see yeah. themselves as correct you know yeah, they right. are the savior I mean obviously there are some villains that they're just there I just want to take over the world like, mm-hmm. and, and they are just cooking some people villains. just want to watch the world burn indeed <laughs> worst Michael Caine impression you'll ever hear <laughs> Try to top it. Uh, you can't. Yeah, I, I think sort of giving it a South African accent. Yeah, you, you've got it right. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but that's true, yeah. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. And you and can't figure them out. Whereas, yeah, this, this character was a refreshing change, I think, mm-hmm. in that this guy was both correct, mm-hmm. but also went against what most humans would want, and that made him the villain. So. Well, yeah, and the well, the back and forth I really liked was that uh, Ultron says, "You know, humanity is doomed." And he says, "You know, I, mean, yeah. I agree. Like, we are yeah. doomed, <laughs> but it could be a while for. <laughs> oh yeah, not yet. Yeah, short, <laughs> we still have lives to live. Yeah, short of some major nuclear war, which yeah. I think at this point probably couldn't happen, but mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Like, well, yeah, yes, we, we have... will be extinct at some point. Yes." <laughs> And the Earth will go on just fine without us, but mm, yeah, probably I'll, better. But yeah, we're we're not ready to just yet. <laughs> no, not no. quite yet. <laughs> More uh, movies to see, please. Exactly. Yes. We need to finish this Marvel universe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Then the meteor can come. <laughs> All right. Um, shall we get to ratings? I think we should. Although yes. one thing I did put out feelers on Twitter, trying to get other people's thoughts on mm-hmm. the film, and I had. Four main responses. All right. All right. Give um, them a little. Uh, so, credit. at Remy Lavictoire from the Sci Fi Movie Podcast, he said, Loved it. Seeing how Marvel has been building the universe for the past 10 years and the success of Ultron is very well deserved. I think that's okay. short and to the point. Mm-hmm. And in exact contrast to that, we have <laughs> at Film Real Cast, and they said. 
thought this was an improvement in the original due to them having the luxury of not having to go into the character arc for each character. Mm-hmm. Loved Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, and he thought as sister and brother, they played out really well and had a great connection. Spader's voice for Ultron was excellent. Some bits padded out too much, uh, but the humor th- throughout was surprisingly good. Great action, great use of locations around the world. Hulk versus Hulkbuster was awesome. Mm-hmm. Overall, not disappointed at all. Would totally recommend and bring on th- uh, Thanos. Thanos, depends on how you want to pronounce mm-hmm. it. I have heard both. Marvel have done it again, and you know, hope this helps. <laughs> and it did help. Thank you very much. <laughs> Two others. At on a night, the head guy from the Soiled Retrum Cinema podcast thought it was actually better than the first, yet still overlong, overstuffed to stand mm-hmm. on its own. Series, series, no, serves more as a bridging film for further Marvel adventures. I, I kind of see what he's getting out there. That this definitely did seem like it was a big film in and of its own, but still setting up further stories. Um, at Storybreakers, the guy there says. Personally, I think it's a better movie than the first, but still so much story detail in it that you can't necessarily digest it quick enough to enjoy it fully, I would imagine, on first viewing. On first view, yeah. Uh, looking forward to seeing how many points it loses from us there. So. Hmm, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're about to tell you how many points I it loses. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> well... How about you then, sir? What uh, do you okay, feel? do I get to go first? All yes, right. you well, do. I think the whole Hulkbuster fight <laughs> immediately brings it. It can yeah. only go so low. Yeah. Because uh, awesome is the only way to describe that scene. <laughs> um, I wow, I was debating about this on the on the uh, drive over here, right. where I was going to land with this. I think I'm going to hit uh, a. Mm, Wow. <laughs> I think this is too harsh, but I think it's a, a minus two and a half for me. A which, minus two and a half? Which oh. isn't... Uh, I would have to... I, well, we didn't do the first Avengers, did we? Um, we did not. No, but uh, for comparison, I would say that is a... You know, I'm going to go ahead and bring it up to a minus two. Hulkbuster, minus two. Minus okay. two. Uh, so, you know, if for anyone not familiar, you know, a quick way to flip that would be about an eight out of a ten. For me, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Eighty um, percent. So Rotten Tomatoes translation: eighty yeah, yeah. <laughs> percent for me. Bring it full circle. Um, I think that's a fair rating. I did not enjoy it as much as the first. I would agree, disagree slightly with some of those tweets. Okay. Um, like I said, I did enjoy the action immediately starting, not having to have that set up. Yeah. Um, still overlong for <laughs> these films. I don't think they need to be two hours plus. Or certainly mm, okay. a few minutes over two hours, right. but two twenty ones pushing it. I think <laughs> um, still not any hatred for Hawkeye. He's not that bad, but <laughs> the, his death would have meant something. It would have added another level to this movie. Would yeah. have raised the stakes, as it were, for future films that they are vulnerable, that they can die. Because right now they're all invincible, and the more you <laughs> prolong that. The, the the cheaper it gets, the stakes get. Yeah, see, I mean, my only argument to that would have been that it would have been the cliche of, oh, this guy that now has a family with one on the way, he's going to be the one to die. Well, they have the Avengers to take, you know, <laughs> they'll take care of the family. Yeah. They stick together. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, overall, like, um, reiterating some of the, 
once again, those tweets, I thought, great action. Um, mm-hmm. There was some good humor in it. Some of it, like I said, did not quite hit uh, for me. <laughs> but yeah, amazing action. Just what I've come to expect from Marvel and from Joss Whedon. Um, it's going to be one of those films that couple years from now it's gonna be on tv i'm gonna watch at least an hour of it (laughs) you know you could just sit tune in tune back out tune back in and it's you're not gonna be disappointed (laughs) um that's where i stand how about you sir all right well i think mine's gonna be a little higher than yours Mm -hmm. um now i have mentioned a couple of the things in it that i either want answers to or i think are just a little a little off like the CD at the beginning wasn't great. The fact that Iron Man is back to being Iron Man with zero <laughs> explanation. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy Hawkeye actually getting fleshed out and being a real character this time, but I will agree, maybe went on just a little too long. That being said, this film pretty much had me gripped from beginning to end, even with a scene that should have been in it that was clearly cut out from Thor there but whatever come on what is your rating <laughs> sir no no I'm never going to tell you <laughs> yeah, and yeah excellent action and all that I am going to say a minus one really yeah definitely you I realize that is near perfection no 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 <laughs> it's near yeah. I'll say I'm thinking of it as these these sorts of films mm-hmm. and what what comes from these sorts of films and I think that Joss Whedon is writing these the way we want them to be written and having them come out without super padding which you get in a lot of these films so I'm kind of judging this based on all of these sorts of films I mean I could be persuaded to go down to minus (laughs) 1.5 just because of all the little nitpicking things yeah I think you brought up enough that it would have warranted a little more of a drop than just a minus one all right, all right, fine. Ah, fine. Yeah, you got me. Upon uh, reflection, <laughs> minus one point five, but still just a fantastic experience. Film. Yeah, it, it's uh, what we love about summer movies. It's yeah, everything. And it's not even summer yet. <laughs> well, close enough. Yeah, it's warm enough to be considered yeah. summer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely a film that I would recommend for anyone to go and see. And if you're with someone that you know doesn't like superheroes, I think Avengers is the perfect introduction to them because of the smart writing and it's mm-hmm. it is superhero. And I would say you can even, as a casual fan, I think you could even watch this as a standalone film without even seeing the first Avengers. Oh yeah, you, or I, any of the universe. Yeah, films. I, know, I would say that both Avengers films. Certain references might get lost, but yeah, I yeah. think both Avengers films are capable of being their own shall we say, I guess it'll be quadrilogy because mm-hmm. the third one's going to be in two parts but I think that the Avengers could stand as a series by itself but the fact that it's connected to all these others gives you these extra layers that just make it fun to watch yeah, some of the others but yeah so, I think there's still enough there for a casual very casual fan to enjoy yeah? just as an action movie yeah I mean, I mean I kind of understand what the guy was saying where it might not stand just singularly by itself, mm-hmm. but I do think that as an Avengers set of films, yeah, they're standing out just fine. Oh, just uh, cut about fifteen more minutes out of the next one. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean what 
people might say about this particular podcast. Given <laughs> fifteen minutes, I think is what 15, they might say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they'll just have the, the intro, the rating. That's it. Done. That's it. Thank you. All I need to know. <laughs> Next time, maybe. All right. All right. Too well, late now. Thank, well, thank you very much to everyone that reached out to us I mean, um, on Twitter. You can find us at Blokebusters, mm-hmm. facebookcom slash Blokebusters. We're not as active on Facebook as we are on Twitter, just because it's a lot easier for us mm-hmm. on Twitter. But we we will try. Uh, you can also email us blokebusterpodcast at gmail dot com, and yeah, just send us any and all criticisms or comments or likes or whatever like do rate us on iTunes whenever you get a chance I know that a lot of people are far too busy to bring up their iTunes and put in the comments and stuff but any ratings are much appreciated absolutely yeah (laughs) and I just had one real quick thing I know uh, this will be belated by the time it comes out but today is America's Mother's Day, so a happy Mother's Day to my mom. Yes. Even though she will never probably hear this because I won't let her hear these. But <laughs> and a happy Mother's Day to Paul's mom as well. Yes, and yeah, you know, I believe that the English Mother's Day has already gone past. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. yeah, a, a second Mother's Day, I guess. <laughs> to my mom. All right, just need to get that out. So I've been Brian, and I've been Paul. Bye. Bye.